Romans 11, 29 says, For God's gift and his call are irrevocable. He never withdraws them when once they are given. So he, he don't give you stuff on Valentine's Day and get mad and take it back. And he does not change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. Ooh. 1 Corinthians 12, 6 says, And there are distinctive varieties of operation, of working to accomplish things, but it is the same God who inspires and energizes them all in all. Same God, different gifts. 2 Peter 1.10 says, Because of this, brethren, be all the more solicitous and eager to make sure to ratify, to strengthen, to make steadfast your calling and election. For if you do this, you will never stumble or fall. 2 Timothy 1.9a, and I'm going to go ahead and read the whole verse probably. For it is he who delivered and saved us and called us with a calling in itself holy and leading to holiness, to a life of consecration, a vocation of holiness. He did it not because of anything of merit that we have done, but because of and to further his own purpose and grace, unmerited favor, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the war began, world began eternal ages ago. You're going to be blessed no matter what somebody try to do to you. Y'all better walk in that. Nobody can stop your blessing. He already gave you favor before the foundation of the world. Boy, you just find two or three haters and text them and say, you can't stop me. No, I'm just playing. I don't, I don't, I don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be petty like me. Don't, don't. I, 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 I'm going to do it right now. I'm just Lord, I ask for your power and grace to reside upon me. Bring a word for your people. Bring a word for your servant as well so that we may grow together. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Again, we're in our series, Life More Abundantly. And, but we're going to talk about, I understand the assignment. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, I understand the assignment. Even if you don't know what assignment is, I'm just letting you know. You're going to understand before we end. Now, this, this, this right here ain't no jump up and shout sermon. So if you want to jump up and shout sermon, come next Sunday and the Sunday after that. First time visit. This, 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 this is one of them common sense sermons. Seriously. Choosing the right career should not be treated as a trivial matter. I often hear people say, as long as I'm working and getting paid, that's all that matters. However, our career choices can affect every area of our lives, including our marriages and families, and they also affect our service to God. In today's society, the job market is always changing. Therefore, it is important to avoid making career choices which could lead to lack of passion and purpose and financial hardship. See, 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 many times we make a career choice without first discovering God's purpose for our lives. That's exactly what I did when I was in college. I had my own plans for my own life. I began to pursue them, and then somewhere along the way, I asked God to bless my efforts. But see, that's not how it works. We don't get to choose the path God has for our lives. We discover it by seeking him for the direction before we pursue our own plans. But, but, but can I talk? <laughs> I got to do what I did at 8 o'clock. Look here. Look, have you ever asked somebody? I'm not saying it's a man or a female, but more than likely, it was a male. Where you want to go eat? I don't care. 
Well, let's go to Red Lobster. I don't want to go there. <laughs> let's go to Longhorn. Huh? I ain't feeling that either. Well, let, 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 let's, 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 let's go, let's go to such a too uppity. I want Ruth Chris. Didn't I tell you I ain't want Longhorn? I don't want no steak. See, you, you got to guess and you got to figure out what in the world they want. And then if you go, though, and just go somewhere, the meal might be delicious, but the time not going to be well. Because you didn't guess where they wanted to go. Right? It, it, it's all about it. When I don't care means guess what I want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She about to go hell mail on you. If you don't know me by now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh oh, sound man. Your wife said, look, too, I'm going to help you guess. But seriously, but that's how God is. God says, seek and you shall find. Knocking the door should be open. So what, what is God saying? He's saying, you're going to find your call, but you better seek it. You better, you better ask me what it is. You better begin to find me and let me order your steps in my word. Because all things happen for the good of those who are called according to what? Woo! We lead it out a lot, though, don't we? All things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Not your purpose. And all things happen to the good of those. That it don't stop right there. We'll stop and cut that off. Who are called according to what? His purpose. So when you're in God's purpose, God has to protect you. Come on, somebody. If, if, come on, let's keep it real. Let's talk. This is 11 o'clock. This is this, this, this time the club service anyway. So look, if the gangster got a drug dealer on the street and somebody try the little drug dealer, the kingpin going to come find out who messing with his little soldier down here. You feel me? Because now if a drug dealer going to try to protect his corner from somebody, try, come on, somebody, how much more is God going to protect you when you're doing what he asked you to do? And when you walk and do what God has asked you to do, no enemy can stop you. I ain't worried about when people were trying to vote me out of New Beach Grove. It irritated me a little bit, but I wasn't worried about it because nobody can move me from what God has called me to do. Nobody can move you, even if you get fired. God to put you where you're supposed to be in a better place. If you're doing what God has asked you to do, can't no demon in hell stop you. What can separate me from the love of my God? No height, no depth, no principality, no former thing, no latter thing, no daggone hater, nobody in the next cubicle, no white man, no black man, no Gentile or Jew. Nobody can stop me from what my God has called me to do. You better talk to your neighbor. You better let the person in the next cubicle know baby. You might not want to mess with me. I have a purpose. I understand my assignment and my God has all. Oh, you better let your people know that when you step in my way, you're going to get run over. I'm not the little engine that could. I'm a locomotive with a calling on my life. And if you get in my way, my anointing, <laughs> somebody. Yeah. When you understand your assignment and you own your assignment, you understand nobody can stop you. I don't worry about my haters because I'm on assignment. I don't care how many people get mad at me. I'm on assignment. Don't like me. I don't care. There's less people I got to call. <laughs> Look here. 
See, see, let me get back to my sermon. See, see, we don't get to choose. We got to find out what God wants. No matter what we choose, we will find true success only. It it, it only is when we do what God called to do because true success is discovering and fulfilling the will of God for our lives. Have you ever seen people that seem successful by the world's standards but not happy somehow? They seem incomplete and broken. I mean, we see it in, in the media. We saw people commit suicide. We never thought we'd commit suicide. Anthony Bourdain, all you got to do is go eat. Let the fat people say amen. That's all. You got to do is fly and go eat sandwiches for free. <laughs> I'm just saying. Robin Williams, we, fun, one of the funniest people of all times. Twitch, chilling job. All you got to do is play music and dance. But it's incomplete when you don't have the peace of God. You understand? When you do what God has called you to do, you will feel a peace that nobody else will understand. He'll give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. You don't know why that girl in this cubicle should get on everybody else's nerve, but you don't even care no more. Because he'll give you peace. Because you understand when I'm on the assignment God has put me on, he's obligated to take care of everything. He who began a good work in me shall finish it. Let me, let me, let me, get, let me keep on going this sermon. I'm trying to make sure the first time this come back a second time. I'm a little common sense sermon. Look, look, look. It don't mean that's a Proverbs 10, 22 in the Amplified Classic Version says, the blessing of the Lord... It makes truly rich, and he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase. It ain't going to be no sorrow. You're going to still be blessed and don't even have to work hard as everybody else. Can I tell you something? When you find your purpose, the Bible says in Hebrew, that says there still remains a a place of rest for, for the people of God. And that place of rest is when you're in your call. When you're in your call, you won't feel like you're working at all, even though sometimes people might irritate you, but it doesn't feel like work because you're in your calling and it's your gift and you can do it so well. And even when it looks like it's not going to work out because you have the peace of God and that's your your lane, nothing can move you. Right? So there remains a rest. There still remains a rest. So when you find your, your natural job, when you find what God wants you to be, you will have a peace that doesn't make sense to anybody. When everything else is sinking around the workplace and everybody else going crazy, you sitting there walking on water because you have peace that surpasses all understanding because you understand I'm on assignment. Ooh, Jesus. Look, look here, we, we, we should choose a career based on what, see, look, 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 look. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me go back to this. We can't allow ourselves to get seduced into a career just because it pays well or sounds impressive according to the world standards. We should choose a career based on what we believe God wants us to do. As we follow his will for our lives and commit to trusting him, he will lead us into wholeness where there is nothing missing or broken in our lives, right? 
When it comes to choosing the right career, seeking God's wisdom and guidance must be our priority. So many people make mistakes choosing careers only on the soulless basis of money. Money should never be your main focus. God knows your needs. And he says, I shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory, which means your job not going to supply all your needs anyway. Your job is the place for seeds so you can plant it to the kingdom, but also it's your assignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, 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 me, let me read this verse. I'm going to get into to a testimony right quick. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me. See, when we get direction from him, we will ultimately find a career path God has destined for us along with his provision. If it's God's vision, he has to give you the provision. If, it his, it's, if, if, it's, if, if it's his will, it's his bill. Right? So when I knew I was supposed to come here and I was supposed to take a $30,000 pay cut and God said go and everybody else said stay, God, you better handle it. You told me to go. And I'm sedated. I ain't wearing no pro kids. I ain't doing it. <laughs> if I can have Gucci Atlanta, I want Gucci in Virginia. Now, if you can't afford Gucci right now, don't just track that out the record. But I'm just saying. But God said, go. But look at here. The Bible says in Matthew 6, in the Amplified, it says, but seek, aim at, strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and then all these things taken together will be given to you besides. So look, if you do what God tells you to do, he'll add everything on that you thought you had to give up because the Bible says it is nobody who left his mama, his daddy, his uncle, his cousin for my name's sake and who left their car and their house behind that won't receive a hundredfold in this lifetime. It might be with some persecution, but I'm going to give it back to you. Oh, y'all don't hear me. When God said, you leave, you leave Gladys alone, leave Chicken and Waffles alone, you can't catch the midnight train to Georgia, you got to take your little behind up to Virginia and you take a $30,000 pay cut, but before I got there, y'all had already worked it out. Why? Because God will add all these things. You don't have to add it yourself. See, you keep chasing money when you just need to chase your dream. You need to chase what God has put in you. What, what your treasure is is where your heart is. What your heart is is where your treasure is. If you don't like that job, you're not going to really do well at that job. If you find something just because you make money, you won't be successful for long. And even if you are, you won't have peace. But when you do what God has called you to do, he'll add all these things unto you. I I left my real estate company, but God added it back on eight years here, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. He said, you know what? You left your teaching. You like to teach. I'm going to give you a job at Hampton University. You ain't even got a daggone interview for it. Why? Because I'm going to give you a good measure blessing. Pressed down, shaking together, and running over. I'll add all these things onto you. Didn't even know what planning commission was. The city called me to be on the planning commission. I didn't even know what it was. I researched and said, yes, I'll do it. Why? Because he'll add on. 
Put me on the board of review for the real estate assessor's office. Put me there. So I, it don't do nothing but bring more credibility to my real estate company. You sit on the planning commission and you on the board of review, something I didn't even apply for a while because you can't outgive God. And when you chase your destiny and chase your purpose, God has to give it to you because that's what his word said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Not some things, not a few things, not a lot of things, but all these things will be added unto you. Give me my car. Give me my house. Give me my spouse. Give me my shoes. Give me my blessing. You better bring it on over here because as long as I seek the kingdom, my God is going to bless me. Oh, if I could sing like Derek, I'd sing blessing upon blessing because everywhere I turn around, there's a blessing in my life. Oh, you better watch out because the Bible said wealth will chase you down. If you run away from it, it'll chase you down. Blessing will overtake you because you're doing what God called you to do. I don't chase money. Money chased me because I chased the kingdom of God. Oh, you better watch out. When you do what God asks you to do, he'll add on. Ooh, you better, whoosh, somebody better understand God and give you things you didn't even ask for because he loved you so much and you doing what he wants you to do. You better watch out. Do what your lady wants you to do every now and then and see what she give you, especially if... Uh, can I talk to you for a while? Do what your man want him to do and see if he don't go ahead and buy you a lace front without you even asking for it the next time. <laughs> and God said, if you can give your children gifts and you don't give your child a rock and you give your wife a gift, how much more is God going to bless you when you do what God asks you to do? Come on, somebody. I don't know why I'm so hyped. Uh, I don't know. When you do what God tells you to do, you honor him. And when you honor him, God said, I'm going to bless you. Y'all don't understand. I was supposed to take a $30,000 pay cut, but then God told me to go. Everybody told me not to go, but I came here. Y'all had a meeting. Y'all took care of it. I ain't even asked for it. You all worked it out. And then God, y'all don't understand. God, you can't outbeat God. See, you, you chasing careers because of money. God said, I open up the windows of heaven and give you a blessing. That means he can bless you more than your job, but you chasing the job because of money and not purpose. I don't know, but the windows of heaven ain't at my job. Can I keep it one? The winners of heaven ain't even at New Beach Grove when I'm a pastor. The windows of heaven is God saying, when you do what I ask you to do, I'm going to give you a blessing out of nowhere. Your enemy might give you a blessing. The person that hates you the most might give you a blessing. Do you know we got folk that don't even believe in God that are so into in touch and our other nonprofits because they see what we're doing and don't believe in God? Get mad if I send them an email related to New Beach Grove, but won't get mad if I send them an email related to, to in touch or Maxwell Realty. But if I send them something to New Beach Grove by mistake, they get offended, yet they still give. 
You keep looking for your job to be the source of all of your blessing. You silly little Christian, you. Your job will never give you enough to do what God wants you to do. That's why he got over the windows of heaven for you. But the problem is you keep looking for the job that pay the most instead of the job that gives you the most purpose. Uh, uh, let, let, me, let me get out of here because I, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me go to the little numbers and stuff. See, see, see. First of all, can I tell you something? You, you, some of y'all too spiritual. <laughs> Somebody say, hey, you talking about Ashala Bakunda Baba. What? Speaking in tongues and say hello. Just crazy. Scam folk. I need a job. Ashala Baba. Man, go fill out the application. Hell crazy self. Just hope, just, just, just so spiritual. Ain't no earthly good. The Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. Let's start. Yeah, pray. Where should I apply? But don't pray. God send me a job and you ain't apply for nothing. Can I tell you what that is? Crazy. I just can't find no job. Where you went? I ain't going nowhere. Man, this, these, these are true stories. <laughs> Look, do the natural. Let's just go. Let's just go to some practical stuff. Let's go. Let's go. I, I just want to give you some stuff that's gonna prepare. If you, we, we already prepared spiritually because y'all, y'all some spiritual people. I know y'all spirits. I see. I see the Holy Ghost. I see the halos on your head. I see. I see it. You just holy. I'm saying. You see it. Hallelujah. Number one. Look, let me tell you this. One, begin with your value. I'm going to give you 11 reasons on how you can help find your career. One, begin with your values. How important to you is this career you are considering? Does it compromise your values or the word of God? Does it go against it? Y'all do know I'm black, right? So I should not interview. I should not interview for the KKK. We, our values are not the same, right? I know y'all say that's an extreme, but some of us go work for for people we know don't have any integrity. Can I tell you something? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. So yes, the job is important, but you are just as important to that job when you do your job right. All right. So when you interview for a job, not only are you interviewing to see if you, so you can get the job, you should interview to see if you should take the job. Right? Because you, you should tell them. Like one thing about the pool, I think some of the people on the pool committee thought I was lying. I said, I ain't going to do that, I ain't going to do this, I ain't going to do that. Oh, he just young, he just talking. And then they got mad because they realized I wasn't lying. I told you how you, I did not lie in the interview. I told you, if God tell me to do this, this is what's going to happen. Because I'd rather God be happy and you be mad than God be mad and you be happy. You feel me? But what I'm saying is you got to find out where do you fit. Number two, are you passionate about this career? Passion and service are two key elements to achieving success. Once you find something you would do for free, 
you found your passion. Like, people call me to preach all the time. I don't even ask when I'm getting paid. I just go. Now, sometimes I may not go back. <laughs> I'm going to go the first time. <laughs> I'm too honest. If I could just lie in the pulpit. No, I'm just playing. But no, seriously. Now, you call me for coming. Hey, now, look, what, how many people... What y'all going to give me? I ain't just coming out in a minute. It take too much time to get these jokes together. They ain't my call. It's, it's a talent. I do it. I get paid to do it. And I'm going to make sure I get paid before I get there. But preaching, I do. You know how they tell you, if you had $2 million, what would you? Don't ask me that unless you're going to give me $2 million. <laughs> so let me ask you this way. If you didn't need any money at all, what would you still do? Would you still go to school? Would you still work the job you have? Huh? So what would you do if you didn't need any money? If money was not required, what would you do? You need to think on that. I know it sounds small, but it's big because when something get on your nerves at your job and you already don't like it, Some, and that's why it affects your marriage sometimes. You go to a job that you hate every day. You cuss not everybody you come in contact with if they say something wrong to you. She'd be like, you be like, what? she be like, where you want to go eat? You better tell me where you want to go, girl, because I ain't better be dealing with this mess. You, you want to go to Red Lobster or what? <laughs> I got time to play these games with you. <laughs> I'm just saying, you have to have passion for it. Stop chasing money. Money will chase you when you do what God wants you to do because when you anoint it, you do it so well. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Let, let, let me, let me, Numbers. number three, locate your skills and talents. There's a distinction between skills and talents. Your skills are things you have, you have been trained to do while your talent is something you do naturally. Keep in mind, you can be trained to do something that you don't like. You think your dog really like to sit when you say sit? Your dog don't want to sit. That's why he was up running around. Right? He trained to do that, but that's not what he want to do. You've been trained on a job, but if it's not your purpose, God would never let you have peace because he needs you to be where you're supposed to be. See, this is the problem. You think you're not important. You think you're not fearfully and wonderfully made. But can I tell you something? The ignition is a small thing in a car, but if it don't work, your car ain't going nowhere. Right? You think because your job, you got to do this, but if you don't do this, the whole thing is messed up because every, if, if everybody in the assembly line doesn't do their job, if one person messed up, the car messed up. Well, the donut person just took donut handles off, just, just, took the, just took the day off. You got a car, you can't even get in. It seems insignificant. But when you go to try to get in the car and the handle person that put the handles on the doors didn't go to work and nobody took up the slack, the car is incomplete. The kingdom is built on your 
gifts. And when you don't do what God has called you to do, you mess up the entire movement of God. God does not run the world. He runs the world through us. That's why he said he'll make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower, because he rules the world through you. You are his vessel. The reason why the Antichrist is going to try to enter through a woman, because the Bible says he who has not entered through the gate has only come to kill, steal, and destroy. That gate is the gate. It's a womb of a woman. If, if you are not born in this world, you have no legal authority. That's why the devil can't make you do nothing. He doesn't have any legal authority. When the devil come at you, you better let him know you got the power, you got the anointing, and you more vigilant than he is. See, you got to read your word. See, see, let me tell you something. I'll tell you the story I told them at 8 o'clock about Kobe. Kobe Bryant would go work out two and three hours before people. He had to work at the Jordan. Then he worked out an hour or two after people left. And one day they had an away game. He was, he was practicing. He had been out for two hours. And another guy came in and practiced for like two hours. And then he looked over there and kept hearing the ball bounce. Kobe's still out there. The dude said he tired. He left. And after the game, after the Lakers beat the team, he asked, he asked Kobe, he said, hey, why you kept working out so long? Because you had already been in before me. I worked out two hours, and then you, 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 you were still in there. He said, because I saw you come in. He said, I'm going to let you know that you will never outwork me. You will never be able to be where I'm at because I'm going to always work harder than you. And when you do that with your word, you start putting the devil on notice and you got him psychologically. Because when you shout and worship, even when the devil come at you like a flood, when you find a scripture that fits your life and you throw it right back at him when he come at you with his mess, he'll get intimidated and step down just like Kobe did with that other guy. Kobe said, I work out this much and that much because after a while, by the time they figure out my work ethic, I'm two and three years ahead of them because of all the hours I put in. When you really spend time with God, God will order your steps in his word, and you won't even understand how in the world did I get that. See, you got to understand, God, Jesus never prayed right before he did a miracle, except for when he prayed before he healed Lazarus and brought him from the dead because there was one miracle he didn't want to do. But Jesus' prayer life was on point. That's why the disciples said, they didn't say, teach me how to do a miracle. They said, teach us how to pray because they understood his prayer life. And when your prayer life is strong and you have a relationship with God, he'll lead you where you need to be and the devil will be on notice and he'll leave you alone. See, 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 this is the thing. You think the devil is a roaring lion. No, he says the devil is like. That's a simile. Metaphor. Simile because they got like in it. But metaphor, simile, for some of y'all don't know what a simile is, metaphor. Like a roaring lion, which means he not. So you can come at me roaring, rah, rah, and you a little dude, I'm going to just get out of my face. Now, if a lion do come, I don't know. <laughs> but he said he's like a roaring lion, 
which means when you're in your word, he'll bow down because he seeks to see who he can devour because he can't devour everybody. And when you're in your word, you better let the devil know you can't devour me, baby. I understand my assignment. And because I'm on assignment and I'm called according to his purpose, all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So even if you make me fall today, I'm going to kill you tomorrow. Why? Because you ain't got nothing on me. I'm a child of God and I understand my assignment. I have a purpose, I have an assignment that only I can do. That's why my fingerprints are like no other. My fingerprints are not like yours, yours are not like mine, because we all have a unique purpose, and if you don't fulfill it, you're messing it up. But if you do do it, my God, you're doing the kingdom a great service. If you can cook and don't cook, that's messed up, because I hate when people that can't cook get on the cooking committee. I tell Patrick, hey, they be talking about they gonna bring me food now. Who cooking it? Because I don't want everybody food now. <laughs> People bring me so many food that they take. God said, man, bring me paper plates because I ain't want to wash it. Man. I felt disrespect. You bring me this nasty food, I got to wash the dishes and bring it back to you. <laughs> you know that chicken wasn't good. <laughs> Give me something like that throwaway. <laughs> saying operating your gifts man first time visited that Jarrell wrote that one that went me he, he told me to say that that pass ain't I ain't coming back number four <laughs> number four identify your preferences consider what you enjoy doing and what you hate doing be honest with yourself when answering these questions it's okay that if you find that you don't like certain careers, stop by making a list of careers you like and what you don't like, right? That way you won't choose, at least you won't choose the wrong, wrong job. You got to know what you like because, again, your heart is where your treasure is. Your treasure is where your heart is. If you don't have the heart for that, it's not going to continue to produce what you want it to produce, right? You got to find what you have a passion for. So what? You can be an engineer. Who cares if you don't like it? Look here. Become, number five, become broadly literate. Try to learn as much about what you, what you can about the career you can, you're considering. Gather the information, right? Try, 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 try. Um, uh, just, just, first of all, don't go on an interview and you don't know nothing about the job. I learned this at a young age. I was 22, 23 years old, interviewing for a teaching job. And, you know, my major, um, I taught special education, I taught science as well. But I was interviewing for this job. And, I, and even though it was education, I ain't asked what I was interviewing for. And I started talking about, yeah, man. He's like, what you want to do? I said, I can do this and do that, but I, I can't teach. I said, being profound, I don't like that. I can do mild, moderate, I can do interrelated, I can do that. And then I looked at his face. It must be a severe and profound job. Because he's looking highly disappointed by what I'm saying right now. <laughs> of course, I didn't get that job. <laughs> but it was good I didn't get that job because I didn't want that job. But the thing about it was, I didn't even know what I was going to interview for. So I, next, I said, look, when y'all send me on an interview, I need to know what in the world I'm going to interview for. Give me the principal name and the school and everything <clears throat> so I can know exactly what I'm interviewing for. 
You need to know. You got to research. You need to do your due diligence. You see, the Bible says he would do exceedingly, abundantly, above whatever you can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in you, which means you have to do something. Faith without works is dead. Research the job before you go. Research the company so you can be ready. The Holy Spirit can't bring to your remembrance anything you have not read. Anyway, let me get out of here. Y'all looking bored, but I don't care. You need this. This show, this show, this show. You know, this your black eyed peas today. This your collard, no, nah, not collard green. It ain't that good. This your peas and lima beans. <clears throat> your liver, I hate liver. Yeah, eat your liver and be healthy. All right. <clears throat> Number six of this liver sermon. Experiment. <laughs> hey, experiment through volunteering apprenticeship. See, this is the thing. You, see, I, I went to interview, um, and back in the day, this was a lot. It was 1993. I was interviewing. I, I was in this program called Enrose, and I was going to be an engineer. And so they were going to give me this intern at 3M or the Hartsford Company because I was going to be uh, an engineer, invent stuff, whatever. I, I had high math scores, science. So I, I was ready, you know. And so I went there, and this guy was just in this room, and he was just, they said hey to him, and he was just like, oh, in all the world. He looked kind of crazy. And I was like, hey. Then I went to another room and they was doing the same thing. I said, hey, so when I do my job, what am I going to be? You're going to be like right here by myself looking at this machine going crazy. <laughs> huh? So I did what any young man would do that doesn't have a job yet and in college. I was like 19. Hey, mom. I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> So I'm going to tell them I don't want to do this, and I'm going to have to change my major to something else. All right? Okay, bye. Hey, y'all, y'all need to get a job somebody else, intern. I don't want to do this. I had rode a Greyhound bus and everything from Albany State to go there. But at the end of the day, it really didn't matter because I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. Don't chase things that you know your heart doesn't want. They were going to pay me $15 an hour. That before minimum wage was, you know, minimum wage back then was like $385. They're going to pay me $15 an hour to do something I don't know how to do yet. Pay me to learn. I'm in college making $15 an hour, and I ain't even got to be dirty. I ain't got to do no little, them little temp job I'll be getting. I'll put a suit on and chill, eat some sandwiches. But I knew that's not what I wanted to do, so I didn't chase the money. If you start chasing the face of God, God will give you everything in his hand. You have to learn that. Number, number seven, opt for experience first, money second. So, so I had this, this job at this nice school, and, um, and I got called to be uh, the principal over at Newburgh. And they found out about it. And the parents, I mean, they sent me to one of my favorite, in fact, the people own one of my favorite restaurants in Atlanta. And I don't want to say the name of the restaurant because I don't want nobody to know who was doing it. And so they, they, I mean, they wind and dine me. I mean, they, they, I needed an Uber ride wind and dine me. They like, before Uber was. And I was like, oh, man, I'm I had a good time. And then they said, you know what? Whatever you want to get paid above what they paying you at Dunwoody, we'll give you that much above your salary. We'll pay you and write you a check right now because we want you to be here. See, that's anointing. Yeah. But the funny thing was I had interviewed to be the principal 
three years ago, and they, they were like, you know what they told me what's so funny when you anointed? They interviewed me and said it's dead in my face. Man, you did a good job on the interview, but we know you don't know that. You interviewed me. I told you the answers, but you telling me, but we know you don't know that. Okay. It's all good. I'm like, you know, I know when my day comes, I'm going to have my day. So I got called to be the principal at Newburgh. Didn't even know Newburgh had a school. They, can I tell you something? You can be in the woods like David, keeping the sheep, killing lions and bad with your bad hands, thinking somebody don't see what you're doing, but somebody always know what you're doing. Even when other people think you don't know what you're doing, God will bring a job out of nowhere. I just saw that right there. I interviewed at that school. That school told me, even though I sounded like I knew it, they know I don't know it because they got too familiar with me. You got to be careful to get too familiar with folks that got a noise on their life. Tell your neighbor, don't you get so familiar with me. You better understand I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I can do some things other people can't do. You better stop trying to act like I'm basic and common because I got an anointing on my life and I can do some things that you think I can't do. I don't matter about my education. It doesn't matter about my experience. My God has gifted me to do this. So anyway, back to my story. <laughs> Boy, I got all preachy. <laughs> I'm about to preach. I always got to be preachy. Got one, two, three, four, five. Still preach. Just read it. So anyway, I, 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 they was going to give me, they said, what you want, 40 50 $60,000 above? We'll write you a check right now. And I know they meant it. And the Spirit said, No. Go for your experience, not a check. And so what I knew was, I knew I was called the pastor, and I had never, I, I was getting government checks. Cause, so when I'm working for the school system, that's a government job. So the government run out of money, they just print more money. So I know I'm going to get my check. I don't need no faith. If I didn't get my check that month, there's a mistake. Hey, Miss Bookkeeper, I need my check. I know you was at Freaknik last night, but I need my check. <laughs> I know the money's there because we work for the government, girl. <laughs> they don't run out of money. So, yeah, exactly. You know about it. You in the school system. You're going to get that check. But God said you need to go there because you need to learn how to raise money. And I'm working for a private school. I never worked for a private school before. I never worked for an entity where I had to be the person where the money stopped with me and I had to raise money. I had to learn how to raise money to take care of teachers. I had to learn how to raise money to take care of staff. And so when you really get your experience together, God, see God, the same way that he trained David in the wilderness, he was training me at Newburgh. He trained me at a job where people go to church, think the Holy Spirit is supposed to pay for their school, and they don't want to pay. I had to be creative to make sure I got the money. I had to make sure I figured out other avenues to bring money in because sometimes people didn't pay their tuition. So when the when I came to New Beach Grove and the pandemic hit, God had already trained me. God had already showed me how do you get people paid in the midst of a pandemic. You still going to pay your musician. You still going to pay your minister of music. You still going to pay your custodian because I trained you for a time such as this. You got to go for your experience and stop chasing money. If I didn't already weather the 
storm in the midst of being in Atlanta, I might would have went out my mind. So what did I do? I stepped back in the month of March when the pandemic hit. I let other people preach. I brought other people in. I stepped back, went out on sabbatical so I could see where can I get some money at. Got the PPP. Got other people. Got loans and stuff that was forgivable. Begin to work out, figure out how can I work with this person, that person, because God had already had me killing lions and bears with my bare hands and new birth. So when I had to see Goliath in the midst of a pandemic, I was already prepared. Stop chasing money and chase your experience. No way that I would have been able to take care of the whole church. Of course, I had a team of folk. People put stuff together. Of course, the trustee and the, and the deacon, everybody came together, but the leadership had to be brought together by me. I had to stay calm in the storm, but God had already trained me before I got here. Are you chasing money or are you chasing your heart and experience? So, y'all don't hear me. That $40,000, $50,000, it didn't matter to me because I knew what I was called to do. When you understand your assignment, you know what you need to turn down. If I didn't understand my assignment, I would have took the money and stayed. And people would have been like, boy, you sure made the right decision. But at the end of the day, I knew my assignment wasn't at that school anyway. I didn't care about being passed over because God needed to take me out of the government job, take me to a nonprofit job so I could have the pressure of having to raise money before I stepped into the place where the book really stops with me. Because at the end of the day, if I didn't raise money for the school, Bishop still had to take care of something. But he started with a baby step. He put me over an entity that I was over yet still had submission Oh, y'all don't hear me. Take your experience. God would train you. See, see, the reason why I wasn't scared, I had been trained for real. I didn't go, I went to seminary school, but they don't tell, they tell you all these theories about this might go wrong. And you know, and you gotta study this. And when the <laughs> but it ain't real. The reason why David's brothers went go fight, they went to war school. You know how to be in karate? Oh, no, punch me. No, no, punch me like this so I can show you. If you punch me like this, then I can show you how to. But somebody might throw a bow at me. Well, I'm going to stop that. Well, well, no, punch me like. <laughs> that ain't real. Well, you know ain't nobody going to really kill you. But David was killing lions and bears. So when his brother was scared, he said, look, at the same way I kill lions and bears on my back, I'm going to kill him right now. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Some of y'all are mad for where you are, but God has you in the wilderness. God has you keeping the sheep right now, and you're getting real training. Yes, go to school if you can, but to get that on the job in the trenches training is priceless. So when you step into the position, everything you was mad about that God let you go through, you're going to go back just like me and be like, thank God that I didn't get that job. Thank God that God put me right there. Why? Because all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. If I would have got that job as the principal, I probably never would have took this job over here at Newbies Grove. But that was me chasing the kingdom instead of money. God will, ah, let me hurry and get out of here. I'm talking to y'all longer than I did. Number, number eight, aim for a job, you can give 110%. They'll fire you these days, right? 
If you can't do a job 110%, don't go. Y'all seen the movie Ray? Everybody seen the movie Ray Charles? Yeah. So, so, so it was a scene in there where the light-skinned dude, I, on, this, I, I didn't know his name. So he might not be light. He was lighter than the other dude. <laughs> so the light-skinned dude, they was in this foreign place, and he started counting down, and then he was telling them to dim the lights, and it made the crowd start screaming, and then Ray was singing. And so Ray said, hey, why uh, did you do the countdown uh, like that? He said, I was counting down to tell them to dim the lights so you could sing your ballads instead of scream them. And he said, well, who told you that? He said, nobody told me to. It just had to be done. Mm, I love that. Instead of just saying, it ain't my job. Don't you hate when you ask somebody to do something that you pay to do something and they tell you something? He said, look here, he hired the other guy because the other guy went beyond the call of duty. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. If you don't like your job like that, look for another one. Because you're going to lose it soon in this economy. Because if you ain't ready to do something beyond the call of duty these days, you will get fired because we are in the crisis of financial, we're in a financial crisis right now. So you got to find something you love, baby. Anyway, I, I know you ain't going to scream, but I don't care. Number nine, build your lifestyle around your actual income, not your expectations. Some of y'all come in here with Dosi and Gabbana bags talking about you need some benevolence. Your benevolence in your bag. Why buy a bag that's made the whole money and you don't have money to put in it? I never quite can understand that. Stop living beyond your means trying to impress people that will never be impressed trying to make people like you who will never like you. Can I tell you something? If you could just get delivered from people, your life would be all right. You doing it, not you trying to show out for everybody around you. Forget what that person thinks. Who cares? My God. Number nine. I said number nine. Yeah, number 10. Invest 5% of your time, energy, and money in furthering your career. Whoa, 5% of your time is who you need to be listening to some inf informational seminars, going somewhere for some training, reading some books, bettering yourself so you can be better. Just like Kobe Bryant, you need to better yourself because you need to be better than the people around you. You need to be an asset and not a liability. And when you continue to learn because the market continues to change, you will always have a job because you will always be valuable because you will always be teaching and investing in yourself. 5% of your money and time need to go into yourself to further your career so you can always be the top-tier employee. Okay? Easy stuff. Number, number 11, Lord have mercy. Be willing to change and adapt. Be flexible. Lord have mercy, I can't stand working with rigid people. I can't stand it. Oh, Lord, you know how you get it. Do you, some change here and there. Somebody, oh, you said it's going to be like this. Lord, do you know some supervisors don't even want to call your name for a project even though you're skilled because you don't have enough flexibility? Because stuff changed. Well, why you change your mind? God changed his mind. He was going to kill Hezekiah, but when he prayed, he changed his mind. So if God can change his mind and he already know what's going to happen before it happens, 
yet he still changed his mind. He repented that he even picked Saul to be the daggone king, right? He changed his mind. He said he was going to kill everybody, but told Noah to build a boat. So if God can change his mind, people do too. Learn how to go with the flow. In fact, if God said he would do exceedingly, abundantly above whatever you can ask, think, or imagine, or so, something must go change. If you were doing one thing and it got bigger, something changed. So how are you going to get something bigger if you're not flexible enough to change and go with the flow? How? Can you? Well, you said you were going to do this. Said, so, so can I say something about visionaries? You, if you're not a good listener, don't try to talk to a visionary. Because we're going to give you a hundred different things and then finally say, this is what I'm going to do. But what I learned, I can't talk out my decision process to everybody. Because people say, oh, he'd be over here, he'd be over here. No, I thought I could trust you to be in my inner circle, but I can't because you don't have listening skills. And when I'm going through it, I'm pastoring, I'm doing this, all the different things, and God trying to bring all the different thoughts together, and so I'm trying to talk them out, trying to bring them together, and then, oh, then what you said over here, well, I just changed it last. That's why I like talking to Dre, that's why I like talking to Eli and other folks, and I'll be like, oh, man, but I give a hundred ideas, and then I'll be like, hey, this is what I want. Oh, so you're saying, this is the one you want, right? And he'll be like, cool, it'd be so easy. But some will be like, well, you said this two sentences ago. <laughs> yeah, but when I thought about it, he did that. Oh, uh, put the daggone notes down until I finish. Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. <laughs> but when you really understand God, God will order your steps in his word. Because this is the thing, all things happen again for the good of those who are called according to his what? Purpose. I'm going to tell you all this story. I'm going to end with this story saying why I ended at 8 o'clock. Look, I, I, I got, I'm the pastor of New Beach Grove, just in case you all didn't know. All right. But the funny thing was, I never applied for the job. Bishop told me, you're going to be pastoring in six months, Bishop, Bishop uh, Jakes. He said, hey, man, you're going to be pastoring in six He said, ooh, what an anointing. You're going to be pastoring in six months. And I looked at him like, you false prophet. But he's so much bigger than me, I ain't say nothing. You know, Y'all know I got a smart mouth, but sometimes I be quiet. And he had a big bodyguard. So I just said, in my mind, in my mind, real loud, you a false prophet. <laughs> I ain't even applied for no job, right? <laughs> and so here I am. All of a sudden, I, I'm prayed up, right? So God orders your steps because I pray up every day, right? So I, I'm, I'm, I'm praying, and here I am, and all of a sudden, I get up and I start walking. I don't even know why I'm walking, but I'm walking because the Holy Spirit knows I need to get this call, but my phone doesn't work in my office. So all of a sudden I start walking and Deacon Spells calls me and says, hey, I'm from New Beach Grove Baptist Church, blah, 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 and I can play it off and talk to him because I just heard a word from Bishop two weeks ago saying I'm a pastor in six months, so when he called me, I ain't say I ain't apply. I just said, okay. And I just talked it out. I ain't lie to him, but I really didn't know what he, and I just let him keep talking because, you know, Deacon Spells a very detailed person, thank God, because I would have never known where the church was or nothing. I ain't heard of Newport News, didn't know nothing about Newbies Grove, but he was so, he, he talked to me like I didn't know, even though I had applied, and I'm glad he talked to me like I didn't know, because I didn't. <laughs> and so I got the call, and then one day, 
After I interviewed on the phone, God said, get your deed for your house on Panola Road that you used to use for a real estate office because it's on the main street before you went to Hugh Howell Road uh, in Decatur. He said, Decatur, he said, go get there. I got my deed and I went to work. Why would I grab a deed? All of a sudden, at 12 o'clock, God says, go to your house that you own on Panola. I go there, my brother in the back of a police car. What in the world? Some girl done kicked them out of my house. That's mine. <laughs> Negro, hey, how you get kicked out of a house that ain't yours, that ain't hers? I don't even know who this is. So they, they let him out because I had the deed. They're like, you just walking around with the deed? I said, no, I just had the deed because God told me to come. But that ain't, that ain't over. Now, you know they're already nervous because I'm black. And now I'm over here talking about, oh, Lord, this ain't it. I got to go in the house. You can't go in the house. No, I need to go in the house. This is my house. You can come in here with me, but I got to go get my, uh, um, my cop machine because I don't know what this, you know, this little hood girl, uh, she might steal my cop. So the, the cop machine was real heavy, got the cop machine, put it in the car. God said, that's not why you're here. Now, first of all, he said, I wasn't even here to get my brother out of trouble, which was weird. But thank God for him that I went. He ain't stubbed my cop here. Well, what is it? Hey, is that my mail right there? All right, can I get that mail? Gave me the mail. Open it up. It's a background check for New Beach Grove. It's due that day at 5 o'clock. So I got to go get my fingerprints, get my background done. I keep emailing Deacon's mail. Don't get mad, Mr. Aretha, because it's a true story. I keep emailing Deacon's mail, and his email full, and they keep kicking back. Dang, dude, this dude don't check his email. Check, I took it. So I, then I, I called Donna, and I find the fax number, and I fax the, 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 the background check to her, and it gets here at 4.58 p.m., right? If I went and got it in, wouldn't have did it. First, y'all were going for the top three. Then y'all added the top five. I ended up being the fifth person. Can I talk to you for a minute? God will order your steps in his word when you obey him. Nothing can stop you from your destiny when you prayed up. Oh, my God, no height, no depth, no principality, no former thing, no latter thing can separate me from the love of my God. My God ordered my step to make sure he got me right here. And you know what got me messed up? You know what got me messed up? God started messing with me yesterday because I got mad because I went in Atlanta. Every now and then I want to go to Gladys Chicken and Waffles. Every now and then I want to catch the midnight train to Georgia. Every now and then I want to go see Outcast. Every now and then I want to go see Escape. Every now and then I want to go back to the Swats. But in, and I got caught up, Miss Ayana, because the, 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 uh, uh, real estate say location, location, location. And so I wanted to be in Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. Can you hear me for a minute? But God began to show me that he told Abraham, he said, go to a land which I will show you. And Abraham said, well, and he said, I'm not going to tell you where. Just go. God sent my resume here without me even doing it because I kept asking him to order my steps in his word. But when I got here, all I did was complain. I want to go back home. I want to go to the jazz club. I want to go to the comedy club. But little did I know that my God had gave me an overflowing blessing because I sought ye first the kingdom of God. He added all these things unto me. I was going to take a pay cut, but God had y'all have a 
church meeting and get my money where it was at home and then he brought me up here gave me my real estate back so what did he do he added on seek ye first the kingdom of god and i will add oh oh not some not a lot but all he added on the real estate he put me on planning commission i ain't even applied for that he gave me a professor job at Hamlet university i ain't even applied for that he made me over the board of review for the real estate assessor's office he made me the chair don't even understand it didn't apply for it but my god said he shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory stop looking for money even though i'm at new beach grove all of my money and blessing don't come from here alone god bless me through real estate sometimes people just send me money can i tell you a secret we are all on the internet we got folk that don't even believe in god they're so into in touch because they know in touch take care of the homeless they know in touch take care of the little babies even though newbies grow up the same thing they'll get mad if i email them from the church but it'll be happy when i email them from in touch they don't believe in god but can i tell you something when you're a child of god the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous stop chasing money money will chase you it's sad that blessings will overtake you sometimes i think that god tore my knee so i could slow down so the blessing could overtake me i'm blessed in the valley i'm blessed in the field i'm blessed in my coming i'm blessed in my going you know what he did he said i'm gonna mess your knee up i'm gonna make you lay down in green pastures he'll make you if you don't lay down he'll make you lay down he made me lay down in green pastures and what i love about god he didn't make me lay down in manure he didn't make me lay down in mess he let me lay down in rocky ground he laid me in the midst of blessings y'all don't hear me i love it <laughs> for two months i could barely sit down for two minutes i could barely stand for 15 but for some reason I was always comfortable laying down I had to have board meetings at my house because I have a recliner that lay back having a meeting talking about putting this over here <laughs> can't even sit up because God was trying to make sure that I was in a humble position because when God sends you an increase, it might go to your head. But it's something about, I can't even sit up. People sitting at my table, 
sitting on my high chairs. I'm sitting over here laying down. I can't even sit by nobody. I'm leading the meeting just like this. It's something about God will humble you and get you grounded because the power that he's about to send you, if you're not grounded, it'll blow you up. I'm going to tell you right now, you might be getting humble right now, but God is decreasing you so he can give you an increase. Hey, he's reducing you down to your least common denominator because he's about to multiply you. The increase is coming. The overflow is coming. I want to say in my TD Jake voice, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Your increase Receive it. Receive your increase. Receive your overflow. Get ready with expectations. I expect my blessing. I expect my blessing. Not a little one, but a good measure blessing. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. is coming. I want my overflow. I don't want it tomorrow. I want it right now. I need about 20 people to shout and say I want my overflow. I want my overflow. I expect my overflow. Hey! Increase is coming. Increase is coming. Y'all don't hear me. Woo! Increase. Blessings. Unmerited favor. Healing. Deliverance. Liberation. Success. Victory. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna sit down.
make them look foolish. They gave me wise counsel. It made sense. If I sat down with people and y'all really wrote down, y'all would have said, stay home too. It was, it was, it made sense. And I, and I went to get counsel because where there's much counsel, there's safety. But God said, no, I know they give you the right ideas and answers in the natural. But this time I want you to go by the natural. Seek ye first the kingdom. I had done everything in the natural. I did education. I went to school. I did my doctor degree. I didn't just do it in, in religion. I had my master's degree, but I did it, my doctor education to make sure I was broad. So, you know, if Newbies Grove did have a vote, i have another job. I to, you know, I had an educational degree, so I wasn't worried about stuff because I knew I was taken care of by God. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. When you seek ye first the kingdom Ooh. the kingdom all they seen will be added your boo will be added he'll give you a ring this time <laughs> all these things will be added unto you he'll give you the increase can I tell you this I look at those practical things I went over but the main thing is hearing the voice of God. What is God telling you to do? And don't be upset like your pastor and worrying about the location. Wherever God sends you, he'll make you an oasis in the middle of a desert place. He'll get you to make your own nation, your own kingdom. Well, Y'all don't hear me. Because we about to have our own nation. And we ain't going to do no cold or nothing like that. But what I'm saying is, God is about to do some increase here. And they're going to start seeing so much difference in your lives that the increase of membership here is going to overflow. We're going to have to do something else with a building. We're going to have to do more services because God is about to send overflow because people don't like cheering for losing teams. I probably cheer for the Falcons more here than I did at home because I was there, I don't, I don't, you know, I cheer for them now because it's just a memory. Anytime I see somebody with a Falcon hat, I know they're from Atlanta. Because they no bandwagon Falcon fans. You from Atlanta, how you know? Dude, you got on a Falcon hat. We ain't win. Now, for a minute, people had Hawks on because they were winning for one time, and now they disappeared again. But what am I saying? It doesn't matter where God plants you. Bloom where you planted. Wherever God plants you, he going to give you the increase. Don't chase the money. The money going to chase you. The money going to chase you. The money going to chase you. It's coming for you. Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. 